And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 159, aka season 2, episode 27. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And and since we still do this show uh, as a call-in, actually got a message from a dude on Facebook. Uh, he was like, so do you guys have like callers all the time? I'm like, no, dude, you should you should totally call in. So we'll see what happens. Um, the numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, anything, anything new with you this week, MC? Oh, not much. Monero had an upgrade. Uh, it went fairly smoothly. And uh, other than that, I don't know what's going on. Well, I had, I'll jump into my thing real quick then, and then maybe we can figure something else out. Uh, so as, as you know, um, I'm, I'm in the midst of like a, a court battle, uh, with the state, um, over, over my not having a driver's license to operate my vehicle on their roads. Um, and so I had a, a court date this past Thursday and I got it continued again, but hey, I'm, 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 I'm learning new things as we move about this. And I want, I want to, first of all, um, credit where credit is due, right? Like I have the public defender and I understand, I understand how not a good idea that usually is, right? Like that's, you know, if given the choice, you know, that, that would not be the ideal situation to be in. However, um, since, since since they have a little bit more knowledge than me, um, I, I like to have them around, um, also to mess with them sometimes too, if they suck, but credit where credit is due. This, this public defender is actually like probably one of the better ones that I've had throughout the years. So props to him for that. Um, unfortunately, right. The, the, the cop in this matter seems persistent. Like both times, both court dates I've had so far, he's like shown up ready to go. So I'm like, God, so what, what do I do to prolong this and hopefully, you know, get, get something going where he's, you know, bored of this already and, and ready to move on. Um, so we, I've, uh, there's a couple of motions that I've had the public defender put in to suppress the evidence, um, to make the, the stop, uh, an invalid stop and therefore never requiring my license to begin with. And so I'm like, okay, let's hear that out and then let's see where we go from there. Um, and the public defender goes like, well, there's, there's no like seeing where we go from there. We have to like decide where we go from there before they'll even rule on the motions. I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, why can't, why do I, what, you know, why do I have to plan ahead when I can just figure out what's going on? You know, like from here, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to give away my next move if I don't need to. Right. Does that make sense? Am I, am I communicating? Well, okay. So anyway, so he was like, well, if they deny the motion, um, then you, you, you go to trial right away. I go, all right, so let's get a jury trial. And he goes, you don't get a jury trial. I go like, hell I don't. <laughs> right. Like I'm, you know, I'm like, this, is this a criminal matter? Like, is it, he's like, yes, it is. I was like, so I whipped out, um, my, my EFF issued bill of rights, security edition, um, and, and promptly read aloud to him the, my, the sixth amendment. You know, I'm like, I'm, I want to exercise this right that they've, they've granted me, um, because you know, why not? Right. As, as long as they're going to encode it in their system, right. Let me, let's go ahead and see what, see how I can use it in my favor. 
in these types of situations. Not that I'm a constitutionalist, not that I believe in anything like that, but as long as they're going to have it, right, as long as it's going to be their recognized document, it might as well apply in my favor. Um, and he said, well, this is a, a petty crime um, and therefore no jury trial. I go, well, what does that mean? Like petty crime, like it's not, it's criminal, civil, or like common law, right? That, those are the only three categories that I'm aware of. And he goes, well, it's criminal, but it's like a petty misdemeanor. So no jury. I go, where, well, I just read you the sixth amendment, you know, where, where in this document does it say, you know, uh, exclusionary to petty crimes? And he was like, well, it's in the case law. I, well, clearly I'm going to have to read that. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to need to review. If you're going to deny me my rights, I'm not going to just going to take you at your word. Um, I want to, I want to see the case law. So he gave me the citations, um, got a continuance. And then I have to go like pick a, he said, he'll like, he'll print it out. He'll print out everything. Um, and let me go pick it up at their office. So I think that this is my opportune moment to then, um, monkey wrench even further because when I go pick up these documents, uh, from his office, uh, as long as there's Supreme court ruling saying that petty crimes don't count, you know, to, to, you know, my, my rights are being denied because it's a petty crime, right? It's, you know, whatever, if, if they're going to deny my rights on that citing Supreme court rulings, well, then I'm going to supply all the other Supreme court rulings that I've had, like as my Trump card in my backpack this entire time, um, which is the long list. I think it was who did it. Um, we are change.org and they got it from somewhere else. Like the long list of Supreme court rulings that say, you know, a license is not required to, to travel the public roadways. So I think for me at this point, when I go to pick up his case law, I'm going to drop off my own citations and, and really monkey wrench, um, you know, not only the whole proceedings, but the public defender, because if he's saying, you know, that there's case law saying that, um, you know, the Supreme court rulings saying that my, uh, my rights, uh, are, are null and void, um, because it's not criminal enough, um, to grant them to me. Well, then I'm going to say like, well, then here's, here's more Supreme court rulings that are also in my favor. And as long as you're going to pull, as long as they're going to use those to deny my rights, uh, I'm going to use these to defend my rights. Um, and that's my strategy going forward. And that's all I really had to share. So your thoughts on that MC and, and how you foresee this playing out potentially? I would say uh sounds like a great strategy. Um, they're, they're probably just going to say your opinion doesn't matter. And, and uh, uh, you know, say you're guilty and then hit the hammer and then that's it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, defi we'll definitely course. see, but it's fun to like play this out. But the last time when I brought up the citations to the public defender, right, that's when their office withdrew from the case. So if I'm insistent again, you know, that this is the, if, if no other defense can be mustered, right, because clearly um, I don't have a valid driver's license, right? Like I, it, it doesn't exist. So my defense is not that like I have one and the officer is wrong, right? Like I'm going, I'm going to lose on that count. So I have to, I have to use this defense to show that I don't even need one to begin with. Um, and the last time I tried to do that with the public defender's office, they withdrew from the case and I had to like, they had continued it yet again, um, gave me another attorney, um, who found like a different loophole. So I didn't get to proceed with this argument. Um, but for me, it's just like, it's prolonging it as long as possible, right? Like, I think I got pulled over in November around there. 
So if I can stretch this out to like, you know, eight months, nine months, a year, you know, <laughs> before it's all settled, like, you know, again, like the, 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 the plea deal they want is like, you know, plead guilty and it's a hundred dollar fine. Um, and I was talking to uh, one of my sister's friends who happened to be in court uh, for a different offense with me. And she's like, I just pay. All right. Cause that's not the point, man. Like that's, that's not number one, that's no fun. Number two, I don't owe them the money because I didn't, there's actually no injured party, no damage caused to anybody, you know, which, which, you know, my understanding of their rules is a requirement, right? Like there's no victim here. And I'm a big fan of no victim, no crime. Um, I'm not going to pay and I'm going to stretch it out as long as possible. And I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine how, how costly it is for them at this point to, you know, keep dragging me in there, pay whoever they have to pay to, to be there for me. Um, you know, plus the cop, you know, at least I get the cop off the street. Like my, my goal is just to rack up expenses for them and then I'm still not going to pay the fine. So if, you know, if it turns out to be like, you know, jail time, then it's even bigger expense for them because now they got to like house me, feed me, clothe me, um, for a month when they could just drop a hundred dollar fine. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> clear, clearly I'm not backing yeah. down. I'm waiting for them to like, to blink first. How expensive do they want to make this for them? Well, I mean, I don't a, think just they, to make a point with me. I don't, I don't think they care about the cost. Well, not the individuals, like the prosecutor doesn't care about the cost. The judge, you know, doesn't care about the cost, but at some point, you know, like I, I, I do this as an example, right? And I always, it's like one of those, you know, if, if you're going to advocate that something be done a certain way, then you gotta, you gotta be the one doing it a certain way to show everybody else to do it. So I can't, you know, I can't be one of those people that says like, never take a plea deal and then plea out right at the, at the first time. Like, Oh no, no, but the sentence is too, too unfair. So I gotta, you know, then you, then you just become like a, a hypocrite at the, the highest level. Um, so I say, like, drag these things out. I tell everybody, if you go to court, number one, fight it. Fight it to the bitter end, right, and and just drag it out. So if if I'm going to advocate for that, then I have to, you know, exemplify that. Uh, and if I'm going to exemplify that, I've got to do it, you know, I, I should have some fun with it. Um, but also, so more, more people do it. And so, again, my little cost may not be a big deal, but if I can motivate and inspire enough people to do it as well well then all of a sudden the cost becomes a burden um to the system beyond you know beyond what they would have budgeted for for lack of a better term right like occupied jail has always been like a fun thing for me too (laughs) like if you're gonna protest just do it do it do it in jail from jail and you know how how Make their li- if enough protesters are behind bars, making all the jailers' lives as miserable as possible on a daily basis, right? All while having fun doing it because you know they got to feed you, they got to clothe you, they got you know, they, they you know they would be human rights violations if they you know if they withheld like you know food and and you know basic necessities for long enough medical care. So as long as you're going to be like out on the streets and homeless, you might as well be in jail, like tearing the system down from the inside. So I've always been a big fan of that, but it requires, you know, like it, it requires, uh, you know, massive action from a lot of people. Um, 
And since I am but one person, uh, I can only do my part um, as best that I can, and hopefully others will follow. That's all I can say. Any other thoughts? Uh, nope. Uh, hold on one second. I kind of wanted to read the message. Since I answered the guy on Facebook, you know, when he messaged, and I don't know if you had a chance to to read through the, the little questions. I thought maybe I'd throw them out. Um, so here, here's what, okay. One of his questions was, do you always have callers? Do you do your show weekly? So that's easy enough, but here's one I want to pose to UMC from him. So maybe he can get your perspective on his question uh, live on the air. Um, what were your favorite episodes and topics to cover on this show so far? I don't really have uh, a favorite thing. Um, okay. I don't have favorite episodes, but my answer briefly to him was, um, you know, we, we're, I'm big on agorism and, you know, uh, entrepreneurial ways to subvert the state. Um, and we always land on crypto because, you know, as you've said in the past, that's kind of your, your methodology for living the best anarchist experience possible is to just remove yourself from the system. Um, and, and cryptocurrencies is the easiest way out of their financial system. Yeah, that's a good answer. Okay, but nothing else to add? Like crypto crypto and agorism, like as a consensus for us? Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, All right. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just like for, for me, there's like un- unending amounts of BS that the state puts us through. And um, so, yeah, there's, 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 there's always something to talk about. <laughs> yes, which is, which is why we do headlines. Uh, headline, Doug Casey on anarchy and voluntarism. That'll be a fun one. Uh, headline, Romanian dead man to go to court again to prove he's alive. Uh, headline, Trump to deploy National Guard to southern border. Headline, hotel gives out environmentally friendly sunscreen to protect Hawaii's coral reefs. Headline, exclusive couple spied on, raided, and kidnapped by feds for peaceful posts questioning authority. Uh, headline, is China stealing intellectual property and does it matter? And finally, headline, city forces elderly homeowner to replace garden with grass lawn, even though she's allergic to it. Uh, so any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? Uh, what was the one people getting spied on? Oh, exclusive. Oh, uh, where is it? Yeah, exclusive. Couple spied on, raided and kidnapped by feds for peaceful po- peaceful posts questioning the government. Um, the exclusive comes from the Free Thought Project, which is, you know, one of the, the biggest contributors to our show prep. Um, so thanks them for, for always, you know, providing great commentary on things so I don't have to. Uh, a couple was ambushed, arrested, and detained for 13 hours with no explanation before they learned that the evidence against them consisted of a stack of papers that contained detailed screenshots of posts from their social media accounts. Uh, the owners of a tactical supply company company were violently arrested and then detained for hours with no explanation while their home was raided by SWAT team and their assets were seized. But the evidence used against them by the police had nothing to do with alleged illegal activities. In an exclusive interview with the Free Thought Project, Sarah Leach said that she and her husband Andrew were ambushed and detained by police for more than 13 hours before they finally received an explanation for their arrest. The evidence the officers claimed to have against them came in the form of a previous error made by state police and a stack of papers that contained detailed screenshots of posts from their social media account. 
uh, quoting, the raid was a result of two things, according to Riverside Sheriff investigators who interviewed me after having detained me for 13 hours without charges. The fact that they were aware that California Highway Patrol had seized and then given back to us high capacity pistol magazines to the prior year, something they are called calling an error on CHP's end. Uh, most disturbing were the stack of printed pages from my social media accounts, particularly those things which criticize police and government overreach, police violence, my personal ideologies regarding self-governance, and the inalienable rights we are afforded as human beings, and even memes and jokes they found as part of the evidence to request a search warrant, including posts of the very subjective and ironic nature. Leach said the ordeal began when she and her husband were running errands one morning. After they parked at a strip mall and got out of their car, a patrol car from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department pulled up and blocked their path. Two deputies got out and informed the couple that one of the taillights on their car was out. Uh, we attempted to thank them and proceed, but were blocked from movement, Sarah Leach said. It was at that point that I noticed a few other sheriff vehicles had arrived, including undercover vehicles. I realized this was not a traffic stop when I saw police agents in blue jeans with AR-15s surrounding the area. I began to record on my phone and inquire as to whether I was being charged, detained, or was free to go. They violently cuffed me, threw my phone on the hood of the car, and shoved me back of an unair-conditioned police vehicle for about one hour until their supervisor arrived to begin questioning me about aforementioned magazines. After the pair were violently handcuffed, they spent the rest of the day in police custody, and while they were being treated like criminals, they were given little explanation about what crimes they had committed. During the time, a number of federal agencies worked together to raid the Leach's home, seizing more than 100 personal items, all of which was obtained legally. We were transported to the police station, and, were sub and, and we would subsequently be held for 13 hours without being able to make a phone call or ascertain charges against us, Leach said. All the while, the SWAT team, with the assistance of ATF, FBI, uh, and the National Terrorism Task Force, raided my home, removing over 120 items, the vast majority of them not being our personal firearms, but business records, personal hard drives, which house film and music, notebooks, maps of the local area, plate carriers, legally obtained ammunition, the magazines in question, and a great deal of other personal effects and assets. Uh, Leach told the Free Thought Project that the investigators gave no other reason for the raid than inflammatory social media posts. And they revealed that an investigation was started after a post on one of the social media accounts was reported by a concerned individual. They had allegedly been observing us for about a month, as well as observing Andrew's elderly parents, a Baptist minister and a county librarian, possibly the most harmless and docile individuals on earth who have been dragged into this investigation, which is especially tragic considering Andrew, consider Andrew's father had suffered a stroke only a few weeks ago and has been in healing, just recently able to return to work, as a preacher, Leach said. A copy of the search warrant given to Sarah and Andrew Leach by the Riverside County Sheriff's Department lists both their personal Facebook accounts. Uh, there's a photograph in the, in the article. I'm not going to read it. Uh, you can look at it there. Uh, in response to requests for comments, the Department Media's Information Bureau told the Free Thought Project, unfortunately, the investigation is still ongoing and the details surrounding this investigation are not available for release. Uh, Leach later said that after she and her husband were arrested, federal agents used the garage door opener in her car to gain access to her house. While the physical damage to the property was small, she said they were traumatized by the fact that the feds raided their home and stole countless possessions after obtaining a search warrant with no legitimate evidence. 
The damage was minimal in the sense of physical integrity of the house. Uh, SWAT raids these days are known for tearing people's walls apart, shooting their pets, breaking their windows, Leach said. Their real damage comes from the horror of your personal property and your home being violated so egregiously over claims that can never be proven as they are so absolutely false. Uh, the leeches own a tactical supply company in California. They do not sell firearms, but they do sell parts that can be used by individuals on their firearms, among a variety of other products. Uh, Leach noted that the business is completely legal and follows all of the state's regulations. We do not sell firearms. Rather, we sell the parts and tools to be purchased by customers who wish to complete or modify their own firearms. We also sell knives, flashlights, T-shirts, belts, vests, optics, and various tactical supplies. We said our customer base is very diverse, from elderly women to law enforcement and military. As the couple attempts to put their life back together, they are faced with the task of appearing in court for a victimless crime that boils down to the fact that law enforcement chose to target them over a series of social media posts they deemed offensive. Uh, while there are cases where police find violent threats online that were posted by suspected gunmen in the days before their attacks and cases where FBI informants befriend individuals for the sake of convincing them to agree to carry out an attack, the Leach's case is the exact opposite. As Leach notes, the screenshots that were used by police depicted content that questioned the narrative, criticized government overreach, and called for police accountability. Instead of advocating for violence or threatening anyone, the Post condemned the violent message used by the government and police. In response, several federal agencies wasted taxpayer funds to spy on, detain, and interrogate an innocent couple. This is precisely what we've been warned about regarding prosecution over thought crimes, Leach said. Whether or not you support firearm rights or even like us personally, it must be acknowledged that the search warrant was attained, at least or in part, based on opinions, both serious and joking, that have been set online amongst friends, a true Orwellian nightmare manifest into reality. Uh, if you would like to donate to the Sarah Legal Fund, blah, 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 you can do so here. Not going not gonna to say anything about that. So, your thoughts, MC, on being raided uh, over basically a, a Facebook post and... What are you going to do about your Facebook posts now? Um, I'm not going to do anything. Um, but I would like to say that I, I think part of the, the problem is uh, cops that have nothing better to do. Like there's, there's plenty of things, plenty of investigations they could be doing. Um, but, you know, there, there's way too many cops and not, not enough uh not enough real crime going on. Um, so they either make stuff up to do, like entrap people or, uh, you know, set up stings and stuff like that. Or they wait until somebody calls them with any BS and then they make a really big deal about it. Like, oh my goodness, this guy doesn't like the government. Um, he he might have access to firearms or something or you know he sells things that, that attach to firearms so he he might be dangerous uh so that and that just adds to the to the hype for them you know it and it's 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 really bizarre because like the article says you know they they sell stuff to the the police and the military as part of yeah. their business um, not that i support that and and so <laughs> To, to say that they're uh, actually a threat uh, to to the police or the military or or to anyone, it's it's kind of silly. Um, they should sell tainted products to the police and the military. Yeah, I mean they they should at least. Um, yeah, I don't want to say, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so it's just it's just really weird, and the, you know the cops got too much time. Out. I mean, they they had at least twenty people involved in this, you know, taking them down, you know, and going, and going through their house and and taking their stuff and 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 storing their stuff and and then having them go through a court court. You know, it's just it's it's amazing the links. Uh, it's amazing the the amount of uh, manpower and assets they they have to dispose of for meaningless bullshit. Yes, and as you said, uh, just like in my case, they don't care about the cost, right? They don't they don't care that it was FBI, ATF, terrorism task force, all that, you know, to to raid one little home over basically nothing that they're not going to get away with, because it's it's not about it's not a it's number one not about the money. And not about you know getting violent people off the streets. It's it's a fear tactic, right? To in in the hopes of intimidating, uh, you know this this couple, uh, but also you know making an example out of them so that well, anyone else doesn't want to do it. Either. I don't, I don't think they put that much thought into it. I think what happened is some concerned citizen, uh, you know maybe they're pro police and government, whatever. Um, decided to rat on them. And because, you know, the way the police operate, because they get something coming towards them, they have to deal with it and, you know, they have to follow their procedure or whatever. And once that starts, like, they don't have, like, a bullshit detector or anything to tell them, yeah, this isn't worth going after. This is this is nothing. You know, they they because they, they have nothing better to do than just proceed with violating somebody because somebody else made a complaint. And that, and that happens in like domestic violence issues too. Yeah. You know? Oh, someone called, therefore we have to go in and arrest somebody. We, we can't, we can't just not arrest anybody. I mean, somebody called, I mean, that, yeah. what do you expect? Somebody called, we, we have to come in and ruin somebody's life. I mean, that's why you called us. Right. Um, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like that that type of thing. Um, I don't I don't think they would have gone through this lengths though if it wasn't for the the weapons business. Like I you know, maybe maybe. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think so. I think it was I think it was just because they got somebody called on, called on them. Okay. And, they, and then they and they they saw the post and like oh this guy is anti police or pro police accountability. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's a threat to the system. So, and yeah. and and but the thing was, it, it's not really about the threat to the system. People people you know claim publicly all all the time. It's just that somebody went out of their way to make a complaint. And once that person, once the complaint comes in, then all of a sudden, it's like they they think they have the right to do you know whatever they want. So. So and there's there's that's another tactic you know people people use called swatting, um, yeah, <laughs> when you which is ridiculous. Call, call the call the police and tell them there's a hostage situation in a in a in a in a house or a building or something and and then the SWAT team goes there and you know shoots up the place or uh, or at least beats up people or whatever. Yep, or kills them. So like there there's been swatting deaths. Yeah, yeah, and. uh so yeah, there's there's no sense of like I said, there's no bullshit detector that the police use. There, there's no amount of um, checking to see if it's 
if it's valid, they just, they just, it's like they're on autopilot, you know, after that call comes in. Yeah. And I, I hear that. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just, if you, if you look at the, if you look at the article and in the picture that I, you know, I didn't read through, right. The, the, the evidence that they're citing in the search warrant was like a whole bunch of like weapons. And then some of the evidence that they used for that was the Facebook posts. Right. Uh, so, uh, I'll read uh, item four from the search warrant. Any items pertaining to the possession, manufacture, distribution of illegal firearms, including but not limited to lower receivers, upper receivers, grips, stocks, magazines, triggers, assemblies, and barrels for AR-10s and AR-15 style firearms. Right. So what I'm, sa- okay. what I'm saying, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they. Right. So the, this, this level of response is, is usually is exaggerated but part of that is you know the, the whatever investigation they did you know the 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 trigger word the ar-15 trigger word is in there right <laughs> so it, it's it's an it's it's a greater than normal violent response um because because of that fear and you know and, and like you said it's 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 a it's a garbage in garbage out robotic response which we've talked about here on the past before like someone someone has to be arrested so let's go on out and arrest someone um but I, but I do think that in, in today's anti-gun environment, right, when you mention AR-15 and you have this type of response from, from the authorities, right, it's, it's more than just, you know, it's more than just someone must be arrested. It's let's, let's, let's put the fear into people and let's make these people look like bad guys, even though there's no real evidence to support it, but let's make these people look like bad guys because they their business is dealing with these assault weapons that are being vilified in the media, uh, as as what I said, an intimidation tactic, so that other people who are in these businesses think twice about it or don't want to deal with you know deal with people or you know 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 what's coming, right? Because you know, like you said, it's a little bit uh, Orwellian at this point, or like the article said, it's a little bit Orwellian. At this point, um, the the way they you know the way they use thought crimes, um, you know to 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 attack people, right? Like so, social media posts, you know, on 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 police accountability, is enough to get you violently arrested by the SWAT team um, if they think that you you might you know be if if they think that you might have weapons, whether or not you do or not, is not part of the evidence. Just that they think you might, <clears throat> and. Um, it also goes into like, you know, I don't really care um, too much about Facebook. Like we use, we use Facebook, um, you know, to, as the primary um, promotional source for this show. And I don't plan on changing that um, because I kind of like, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel misled, right. By all the, the attacks that come out on, you know, the, the data that social media collects, Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I feel like, yeah, no, I knew, I knew what I was getting into going into it. That's kind of why I got into it. I went, I want to be very public about these things. Um, and then, you know, and, and who knows how much of my information on Facebook is accurate. I'm not going to comment on that one way or the other. Um, but I, 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 I wholly know that whatever I do post is out there for public consumption. I'm not trying to hide it, right? It's, it's, it's my public platform, just like this show is my public platform. You know, there, there are conversations that I have in private, uh, and, uh, and unless, you know, uh, Amazon's Alexa's listening in, um, 
it doesn't go further than that. And I save those conversations, you know, and save those thoughts or whatever for private conversations. I don't, I don't put those out for public consumption. Right. So I don't, um, so I, I know what I'm getting into. I, here, here's a, a post from, um, Peter Klein, um, great author. Uh, I read some of his stuff, but he his his little post. Um, Civil libertarians, a wholly accountable government, a wholly unaccountable government agency records 100% of your electronic communications. Americans, yawn. Media, a private firm accountable to its board, shareholders, customers, has been sharing some information you gave it. Americans, meltdown, right? Like, who... Who out there doesn't understand, you know, doesn't know what Facebook is doing or what Google is doing or what Amazon is doing, right? Like you, you've got, you, you've really got to be fooling yourself, um, consciously or subconsciously to not be aware of, of the, the real purpose behind these organizations. And if you understand that, then the trade-off, right, is, is, is acceptable to you, Right. I use Gmail for, you know, a, a handful of different email accounts. Um, and I know that, you know, that Google has its bots. I, I understand that it's not a human being reading my email, but I also know that Google has, you know, it's bots that, you know, scan the email for keywords and triggers to deliver ads and whatever. And, and who cares, right? If I, if I didn't want that, I'd use a different service or paid service. Um, but it's free. Same with Facebook. Right. I, I always I've always maintained for me that Facebook has always been like a news aggregator. Like that's what I used it for. So all my you know, all my likes and all that other stuff is basically, you know, people like Peter Klein and, and those things where it's it's information and news that I want to read. And anything I post, uh, I know what's out there for public. And I'm not you know, I don't care what Facebook has on me um, because I just don't like it's right, Yeah, whatever, dude, like you can have it. Um, but it's when it's when the the state steps in, right? Like in this case, and uses those posts, um, you know, to terrorize individuals, that it becomes an issue. And if it, and if Facebook is going to, you know, I don't want to say be in bed or you know turn into um, like the 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 crony corporation type of a thing, right? Well, then maybe it's it's time to like use something else, right? If that's your thing. I don't plan on moving, but there are so many other alternatives out there um, that's sending a market signal to a corporation uh, who is accountable to its board, shareholders, customers, um, you know, that that collecting information is fine, but sharing that information with the state to terrorize people is wholly unacceptable. Um, then, yeah, maybe I maybe I can I can see where you're coming from uh, from this movement. But you, you too, MC, you said you're not going to do anything with your Facebook posts. Um, so, so, so then what though? Like, you know, do, do we just, do we just risk it? Do we just risk well, posting what I don't we post? Have, I don't have anything worth them raiding my house for. So, um, that's one thing. I mean, if, if, so, you know, people call it the, the uh, a chilling factor when, when the government goes after people for posting stuff. Um, so somebody that owns a gun store or something like that should, would, would be more likely now to not say anything on social media because they might get raided for it. Yeah. So, but you know, as long as it's like, well, I don't have anything, so therefore it doesn't really matter. You know, I, I have nothing to lose at this point. They can't, 
you know, there's nothing I have here that's worth taking. So, <laughs> okay. Um, but the, but the chilling effect, I mean, you say you, you don't have much on your post, but I mean, I'm your friend on Facebook. I've seen, you know, I've seen you post anti-war posts or police accountability yeah, posts. Yeah. Or, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is they don't have that. They don't have like, I don't have any magazines here or, or guns, so they can't, you know, I have no fear of them raiding my place to get, you know, gu- uh, gun magazine clips or, or, uh, or guns because you know they're not here. So, <laughs> okay, they don't have they don't have that. I mean, that, yeah, there's there and there there. So there is no threat. But you know, for well, somebody no who threat might, from you to them. But for somebody who might be a gun collector, now all of a sudden they won't be able to. You know, if I was a gun collector, I I would probably not say anything on social media. And that and that's at a this tragedy. point, yeah, that's a tragedy because you know, you know it's, we have a Second Amendment right and a First Amendment right. So you know, because you have one doesn't mean you can't have the other. We can talk uh, about guns and own them. <laughs> we well, we should be able to, but you know, more and more, it's not, it's not the case anymore because uh, you know you have that threat of the police getting scared. You know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. AR-15. Oh, oh my gosh, we got, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous, but again, it's 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 where we live now, where, you know, um it's it's now it's unfortunately now more on the table than ever, right? Where I I think I think in the past, you could say like, "No, I'm I'm standing behind my first amendment right." And then now it's like, well, you can't even do that because they're trying to shut down, you know, hate speech and free speech. And then you say, well, I'm going to stand behind my Second Amendment right. And then they say, well, no, because, you know, the the the, the recent rulings are there. J- just like in my case, right, on, on the Sixth Amendment, my position on the Sixth Amendment, um, they're now differentiating between, you know, Second Second Amendment weapons, right? There's There's consumer weapons. And then there's weapons of war and consumers are not allowed to possess weapons of war, um, based on the second amendment. Like that's, you know, your, your right to keep and bear arms is limited to, um, weapons that they deem appropriate for you to, to keep and bear. Right. And then all, then there's this whole list of other weapons that, you know, uh, if you want to, if you want to bear, um, you must join their force and then they'll, they'll let you go shoot brown people with those weapons. Right. You know, you, you, you don't get to fire an M16, um, you know, at, at the firing range down the street. You got to go fire it at, at Afghan children. Right. Um, you, you want your 30 clip magazine. No, sorry. You know, uh, sign up, sign the dotted line here. Um, you don't get to keep that one in your closet either. They, they'll come after that. Um, and so even that one, you know, they, they, they whittle away at it. Right. They, they just keep adding more more weapons to the list of what you're not allowed to have. But they maintain that you still have your Second Amendment right because there there's this there's this little bit of weapons that you are allowed to have. Right. Just like the First Amendment. We, we want to go back there for a second when they had the free speech zones for protests. Right. You don't you don't have the freedom of expression and the freedom of speech wherever you want uh, you go in this little box, you know, this one meter by one meter box, two miles away, and you can have your protest there. That's your designated zone of which you can uh, exercise your First Amendment right to freedom of speech, right? And and again, you know, if, if I if I jump up ahead because I I 
to tie this in in the beginning, the Sixth Amendment, right? Like my my right to a, a jury trial uh, based on the fact that I'm in, in the middle of a criminal case, right? Like, oh no, no, you're you're entitled to a jury, um, but only for certain types of crimes, right? Not all crimes, even though it's very clear that it says all in in all criminal matters. Right. It's uh, that's the wording in all criminal matters or, you know, something to that effect. You can read it. Um, they whittle it down. They go like, well, not all. Here's the list of, of criminal matters that you're allowed. And then if all they wanted, if if they, you know, and to increase prosecutions and to, you know, tighten the reins even further, all they have to do is keep expanding that list as well. Right. No, no, no. In, in in even less criminal matters, are you entitled to a jury um, because we just keep passing laws that say otherwise uh, in even less instances? Are you allowed to hold certain types of weapons because we just keep uh, adding adding weapons to the list of, you know, not covered by the Second Amendment? Um even even more so with the First Amendment, right? The, the, the spaces become fewer and far between as to where you can exercise your free speech. Um, and not that social media is a place to exercise free speech, but it could be if the platform allows it, right? I'm, I, I, I am an ANCAP, and I will reserve the right of the corporation to determine what you can and cannot post uh, on social media based on their platform. Um, and we had a little experience with that as well, but I won't get into that yet. Um, but if you if there is an outlet for you to exercise that right, um, it you should be able to do it, uh, not in a designated zone or on a designated time frame. Um, it should just be there, right? So they you know they they keep whittling away at it um, to the point where people either give in or don't fight back. And even the people who say like, no, 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 we've got the Second Amendment, we're going to fight back. Um, like we said in the past, uh, no, you're not. Uh, you, no, you're not. You, 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 we're well past the time. We're, we're well past, um, the, the opportunity and the moment to, to start fighting back. Right. when, when they start taking away, you know, the, the weapons that are going to be used to fight back and you gladly turn them over because they let you keep, you know, uh, the smaller weapons. Yeah. You're, you're, you're being dis, you're not being disarmed in whole. You're being disarmed in part. Um, and they just whittle it down until there's nothing left. MC. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to add to that. Okay. I want to read this article, even though it's also fairly long, um, and doesn't really, doesn't tie in necessarily to what we've been talking about. Um, but it's, it's, I like the way it was written. Um, even though I may not agree with all of it and we can get into that. Um, Doug Casey on anarchy and voluntarism, um, from the internationalman.com website, um, because every once in a while, it's like it's good to relay the groundwork from certain perspectives, um, especially, you know, if, if we're getting new listeners to see, like, you know, where we're coming from and, and you know, who we're really against kind of a thing. Um, so I want to read into this. Uh, Doug Casey on Anarchy and Voluntarism. You're likely aware that I'm a libertarian, but I'm actually more than a libertarian. Uh, I don't believe in the right of the state to exist. The reason is that anything that has a monopoly of force is extremely dangerous. Uh, as Mao Zedong said uh, lately, as Mao Zedong, lately one of the world's leading experts on government said, the power of the state comes out of the barrel of a gun. There are two possible ways for people to relate to each other, either vol voluntarily or coercively. And the state is pure institutionalized coercion. 
It's not just unnecessary, but antithetical for a civilized society. And that's increasingly true as technology advances. It was never moral, but at least it was possible in ox cart days for bureaucrats to order things around. Today, it's ridiculous. Everything that needs doing can and will be done by the market, by entrepreneurs who fill the need of other people for a profit. The state is a dead hand that imposes itself on society. That belief makes me, of course, an anarchist. People have a misconception about anarchists, that these are that they're these violent people uh, running around in black capes with little round bombs. This is nonsense. Of course, there are violent anarchists. There are violent dentists. There are violent Christians. Violence, however, has nothing to do with anarchism. Anarchism is simply a belief that a ruler isn't necessary, that society organizes itself, that individuals own themselves, and that the state is actually counterproductive. It's always been a battle between the individual and the collective. I'm on the side of the individual. I simply don't believe anyone has the right to initiate aggression against anyone else. Is that an unreasonable belief? Let me put it this way. Since government is institutionalized coercion, a very dangerous thing, it should do nothing but protect people in its ballywick from physical coercion. What does that imply? It implies a police force to protect you from coercion within its boundaries, an army to protect you from coercion from outsiders, and a court system that allows you to allow you to adjudicate disputes without resorting to coercion. I could live happily with a government that did just those things. Unfortunately, the U.S. government is only marginally competent in providing services in those three areas. Instead, it tries to do everything else. The argument can be made that the largest criminal entity today is not some Colombian cocaine gang, it is the U.S. government, and they're far more dangerous. They have a legal monopoly to do anything they want with you. Don't conflate the government with America. It's a separate entity with its own interest as distinct as General Motors or the Mafia. I'd rather deal with the Mafia than I would with any agency of the U.S. government. Even under the worst circumstances, even if the Mafia controlled the United States, I can't believe Tony Soprano or Al Capone would try to steal 40% of people's income from them every year. They couldn't get away with it. But perhaps because we're said to be a democracy, the U.S. government is able to masquerade as we the people. Uh, that's an anachronism at best. The U.S. has mutated into a domestic, multicultural empire. The average person has been propagandized in believing that it's patriotic to do as he's told. We have to obey libraries of regulations, and I'm happy to pay my taxes. It's the price we pay for civilization. No, it's just the opposite of the fact. Those things are signs that civilization is degrading, that the society is becoming less individually responsible and has to be held together by force. It's all about control. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. The type of people that gravitate to government like to control other people. Uh, contrary to what we're told to think, that's why you get the worst people, not the best, who want to get into government. Uh, what about voting? Can that change and improve things? Unlikely. I can give you five reasons why you should not vote in an election. Uh, see if you agree. Uh, and he links to another article for that. Hark back to the 60s when they said, suppose they gave a war and nobody came. Uh, but let's take it further. Suppose they gave a tax and nobody paid. Suppose they gave an election and nobody voted. What, would the, what that would do... What that would do is delegitimize government. I applaud the fact that only half of Americans vote. If that number dropped to 25, 10, then zero, perhaps everybody would look around and say, wait a minute, 
None of us believe in this evil charade. I don't like Tweedledee from the left wing of the Demopublican Party any more than I like Tweedledum from its right wing. Uh, Remember, you don't get the best and the brightest going into government. There are two kinds of people. You've got people that like to control physical reality, things, and people that like to control other people. The second group, those who like to lord it over their fellows, are drawn to government and politics. Uh, Some might ask, aren't you loyal to America? And how can you say these terrible things? Uh, My response is, of course I'm loyal to America, but America is an idea, it's not a place, at least not any longer. America was once unique among the world's countries. Unfortunately, that's no longer the case. Uh, The idea is still unique, but the country no longer is. I'll go further than that. It said that you're supposed to be loyal to your fellow Americans. Well, here's a revelation. I have less in common with my average fellow American than I do with friends of mine in the Congo or Argentina or China. The reason is that I share values with my friends. We look at the world the same way, have the same worldview, but what do I have in common with my fellow Americans who live in a trailer park, barrios, or ghetto, or even Hollywood, Washington, and Manhattan? Everyone has to be judged as an individual, but probably very little besides residing in the same political jurisdiction. Most of them, about 50% of the U.S., are welfare recipients and therefore an active threat. So I have more, more personal loyalty to the guys in the Congo than I do most fellow Americans. The fact we carry U.S. passports is simply by accident of birth. Uh, those who find that thought offensive likely suffer from a psychological aberration called nationalism. In serious cases, it may be called jingoism. The authorities in the general public to call, prefer to call it patriotism. It's understandable, though. Everyone, including the North Koreans, tend to identify with the place they were born. But these things should be fairly low on any list of virtues. Nationalism is the belief that my country is the best country in the world just because I happen to have been born there. It's most virulent during wars and elections, and it's very scary. It's like watching a bunch of chimpanzees hooting and panting at another tribe of chimpanzees across the watering hole. I have no interest in being a part of the charade, although that's dangerous. And getting more dangerous as the state grows more powerful. The growth of the state is actually destroying society. Over the last hundred years, the state has grown at an exponential rate, and it's the enemy of the individual. I see no reason why this trend has to be in motion and accelerating for so long. It's going to stop, and certainly no reason why it's going to reverse. Uh, It's like a giant snowball that's been rolling downhill from the top of a mountain. It could have been stopped early in its descent, but now the thing is a behemoth. If you stand in its way, you'll get crushed. Crushed. It will stop only when it smashes the village at the bottom of the valley. This makes me quite pessimistic about the future of freedom in the U.S. As I said, it's been on a downtrend for many decades, but the events of September 11, 2001 turbocharged the acceleration of the loss of liberty in the U.S. At some point, either foreign and domestic enemies will cause another 9-11, either real or imagined. It's predictable. That's what sociopaths, which I discussed earlier, do. When there's another 9-11, and we will have another one, they're going to lock down this country like one of their numerous new prisons. I was afraid that the shooting death and injuries of several hundred people in Las Vegas on October 1st might be it, but strangely the news cycle has driven on, leaving scores of serious unanswered questions in its wake, and about zero public concern. It's going to become very unpleasant in the U.S. at some point. It seems to me the inevitable is becoming imminent. 
Uh, editor's note, as Doug says, the state continues to grow more powerful, but behind it is a little known group, one made up of unelected insiders. This group calls the real shots in Washington, and it poses the biggest threat to your freedom and your finances. Uh, luckily, you can protect yourself and your family from its destructive agenda. Uh, so your thoughts, MC, on the distinction, uh, again, between libertarianism and anarchism, um, number one, and and how much you agree uh, with Mr. Casey as far as the general direction of the country. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I was thinking about nationalism, and I, I think it's a disease. And, uh, um, yeah, and I, I agree that uh, I probably have not much in common with uh, most people in the U.S., and... And just because you're born here doesn't uh, shouldn't give you any 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 privilege <laughs> or uh, or any or any detriment really. It's, you know, it, it it makes me think of the border control issue, number yeah. one. Um, and and to me, it, the border control issue is the, is the most uh, contentious. Yeah, it's 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 one of the most evil things. Um, and I mean, it's it's just so disrespectful, you know. Like, <laughs> I should be able to go wherever I want, you know. Yes. Um, when when I went to Thailand, you know, I have to. I mean, I can go there, but I still have to follow their their rules, and I can't I can't stay there. I have to, you know, if I go there for 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 a couple weeks, that's fine. But if I, I try to stay longer, then you know, <laughs> then it's illegal, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. What? Like, why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like. I shouldn't have to uh, tell them or my country where I am. Um, it's just, I yeah. don't know. It's just I, wrong. I, I knew a girl, kind of like, you know, a, fr- a friend, I guess, Facebook friend now. We haven't, I haven't talked to her in a while. Um, but she was like, she's from Germany. She's of like Ger- German citizenry, um, but really, really likes it here, right? But hasn't gone through the citizenship stuff. So she has to like bounce around. So when, when, when I would talk to her, she was like always on a trip somewhere, right? She's like, well, I got to go, I got to go, I'm, I'm flying to New York and then I got to bounce into Canada, uh, swing around Australia. Um, I'm probably going to stop off at home in Germany and then I'm coming back. Um, and she has to make all these stops, right. To, to, uh, keep her visas valid in those areas and then get them renewed to come back. Right. Cause she's, she's not a citizen, so she can't stay here. So she's got to go there and renew it there and stay there for a little bit. And then, you know, and all, all this rigmarole just to get back to where she really wants to be, um, which was here. Um, and, and all of that just because she wasn't, uh, she wasn't born here. Right. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous on that front, but I will say, I think the, the border issue and the commonalities, um, unfortunately, at least in my case, um, boil down to like language, right? I probably have a lot more in common with, with people of foreign descent. Uh, yeah, but it's hard. It's difficult to communicate with them, right? Like I, I, you know, I, I work at a, a couple of Japanese restaurants and one of them, um, has, you know, uh, uh, more Japanese speakers than it does English speakers. Like I'm one of the few, uh, like native English speakers in the restaurant. Um, so to communicate with them is difficult from both sides, 
right? Like they start speaking in Japanese and I go, I don't understand what you just said. And then I start, I say something in English and they kind of like, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But philosophically we could have a lot in common, but it's difficult to communicate. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the, the, the Mexican border is more contentious than the Canadian border. It's because, um, you know, Canadians are more likely to speak English uh, than Mexicans. Like Mexicans come over and they, they're speaking Spanish. Uh, and that pisses off Americans for whatever reason, right? It's like, I don't understand what you're saying and therefore, you know, get the hell out of my country, you know, or, and Canadians is like, no, no, no. Yeah. Glad that you can speak a little bit of French, but you know, as long as you speak English to me, we're cool. Um, so I think, I think that has a lot to do with, you know, the, the nationalism or the jingoism, um, aspect, and I can relate, but I try not to let that affect the way I think about, you know, these non-native American speakers as people, right? Like, I don't, I, I'm not like, you know, get the hell out of my country, go back to Japan, you know, type of a thing. It's just, it's, 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 it's prohibitive to get to know them on a deeper level, um, because, because the language barrier is so strong. Like it requires such an extra effort to do so that for the most part, I don't, I don't really want to, I, I, for one, especially cause I'm at work, right. They're not like friends, you know, we're not, we're not, I'm not trying to befriend them really. Um, but it requires so much an ex- extra effort that I'm not willing to do it for them. And I, and so I can, I can understand, even though I disagree with it, um, as far as, you know, the, the nationalism and the borders, um, are concerned. Um, and as far as, you know, the, the, the state of America, um, you know, like I said, I don't agree with everything he said. Like I, I, you know, if the government only taxed us at 1%, I, I would, I would hope that I would stay, still lay down the fight for that 1%. And if all they did was like, you know, courts, uh, courts, cops and roads, um, I think I would still advocate against that because, you know, why half-ass it, man? Like why get like 95% of the way there? You know, why, why run, you know, 90 meters of the hundred meter dash, uh, when you can just like finish the race strong and get rid of those things while we're at it. So, um, but as far as, you know, the, the state of America, um, who cares as long as I get left alone and, Unfortunately, again, the language thing, what precludes me, um, from moving elsewhere, um, like, you know, our mutual friend who, who moved to Paraguay is I just don't speak the language, man. Like, I'm sure it's a lot more free. I'm sure you can do a lot more, but the, like the, the level of difficulty to, to go through the, the language barrier, um, is great enough where I'd rather like draw my line in the sand and fight for my place here, um, because at least if I go there, they can say like, well, you moved here, you know, don't talk just like, you know, we, um, people in America, right. When the, when the Mexicans come on board, like don't go, don't come here and try to change things here, you know, because you don't like the way it is. Like I, I, if I found a place to move to, I would have to go like, okay, I, I have to accept this the way it is because it's not my place to change. Like I came here, whereas I was born here, I can lay down my fight here, um, because there's no like I didn't get to make this choice. This is not a choice for me to be here. You know, I, I was born here. This is my, my place. Um, you know, my lot in life, so to speak. Um, and I'd rather fight for that, um, than go over somewhere else and try to fight for the same thing there. Just feels different. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. Are we good on time? Uh, I think we're good. 
Sweet. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you guys know where to find us, uh, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, if you want to join in on the discussion, post your own show prep. Um, we had our co-host, uh, uh, sometimes co-host Bronson, he sent me some links for a couple of stories and some videos um, that I didn't watch because he sent them in Messenger and didn't put them on the page. So there you go, Bronson. Um, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchist experience and if you want to contribute to the show financially we do that through patreon patreon.com slash the anarchist experience thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week peace oh come on